0: Hey there, I'm Christopher Dorabek, the Dorabek Insider, and welcome to GovLoop's Doraback Insider, where we focus on six words, helping government do its job better. And today, you may have heard that there was this little event that happened, um, uh, and there's going to be a, a Trump administration, which uh, I think most people that I know here in Washington thought those words would never come out of anybody's mouth, but in fact, it's happening Um, And we're going to look at transition and talk a little bit about what all this means. Joining me is Tom Fox, the uh, head of innovation and leadership at the Partnership for Public Service. Uh, Always thrilled to have you here, Tom. So um, a a transition. We all knew transition was coming. and, And at least my sense is that transition has been, I mean, there's been a lot of papers and groups have put out a lot of papers. You guys have done a lot of work on this. But it seems to me it's been a little bit more quiet if for no other reason than the election was making so much noise that it seemed to drown out even our focus uh, uh in this space on transition is my sense.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. Um much of the transition work up to this point happens behind the scenes. It's it's quite distinct and uh different from the the actual um election cycle. And so, you know, it it seems as though there's sort of a 73-day sprint between the, you know, the day after the election to the actual inauguration. But uh, both campaigns have been working for months in preparation for this day, depending upon the outcome. And now it's their responsibility to, to act on the plans that they've put together to this point to make sure that by the time inauguration day hits, they're ready to quite literally hit the ground running. And 70,
0: 73 days between uh, the end of the uh, between election day and and inauguration. It sounds like a bunch of days, but this goes very fast, and there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done, isn't there?
1: Well, you're right. I mean, it's it, it seems like a lot of days, but when you consider the fact that you know you have uh, a, a new president and administration. Coming in with responsibility for a four million person organization, an annual budget of nearly four trillion dollars, um, you know, four thousand uh, critical leadership positions to fill. There is a lot of work that needs to be done within that time frame. And um, whatever groundwork has been laid up until this point, there's still a lot more work that needs to be done, including work within the agencies. And I think you know more than anything between now and uh, inauguration day, the transition team for the, the, the Trump campaign will need to be, you know, going into agencies, meeting with folks. They, they establish what they call landing teams to gather the information they need so that the incoming leaders can be prepared and ready to, to lead effectively as soon as it's possible.
0: So help prioritize what should people, what should government folks be doing in preparation for this transition now that we actually, we know who the new president is going to be. What should they be focused on? What should they be doing?
1: well it's a great question, and I think you know this is one of the the hallmarks of our democracy that despite however uh vitriolic the campaigns may have been up until this point the the peaceful transfer of power from one president to another is 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 really i think what what maybe more than anything sets us apart as a as a country and so you know I think once uh you know career federal leaders get past their own personal feelings, you know some will undoubtedly be thrilled others will be will be disappointed um to, to recognize that as of today, actually, not much has has changed. Right, we have a new president-elect, but really the 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 work will will start happening in the next next couple of weeks, and that's when the transition team establishes these landing teams to to go into agencies and 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 collect information. And so I think on the part of career federal leaders, there are already in in place agency transition directors within each agencies within each agency that are led by career officials and so i think those teams need to make sure that they're preparing the other executives and career leaders needed to help onboard and orient both those landing teams and then ultimately you know, after Inauguration Day and after Senate confirmation, the new appointees who will be who will be taking office. And that's that's really the work that will occur between now and, and January 20th.
0: And and a lot of uh, a lot of this is discussion of programs and getting folks up to speed, because there's going to be a lot of folks coming in who aren't uh, in, in the weeds. So we are. And, and I imagine with given the Trump campaign. Uh, there's going to be a lot of folks who haven't been in government before, given that Trump has never been in government before. So there there may be a, the learning curve may be a little bit steeper than even we've had before.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, the, the learning curve is steep under any circumstances. And, and you know, I think, you know, even e- even experienced federal leaders, if that experience came, you know, 12 years ago, 16 years ago in a previous administration, um, there's still a steep learning curve. The world has changed significantly and dramatically over the course of the last eight years in particular. And so uh, that learning curve is all the more steep if you've not previously had political or government experience before, and so um, you're right that the, the both the, the the transition directors within agencies as well as the landing teams really need to perform their due diligence, number one, to help ensure that you know they sort of have Um, all their ducks in a row, so to speak, to make sure that, you know, folks are onboarded to government ethics, government processes, and those sorts of things. But then, you know, as you pointed out, substantively, they need to understand what's working, what's not working, what are the programs that absolutely need to continue as is before there's any talk of reform. And then what what are the problems lurking um, sort of behind the scenes? I kind of liken this to, you know, traveling over the holidays. You know, virtually everyone is traveling to or hosting, um, you know, family and friends over the course of the next several weeks. And so just like you prepare for visitors, number one, you got to sort of clean the house. I think career leaders would be wise to sort of straighten up. Now would be a good time to get any sort of processes that have been, you know, underway really clear crystallized and easily understood. And then the second is to make sure that you've put out all your, your sort of, you know, your, your, your fine China, so to speak, to make sure that you can welcome the new team and that they have everything that they need in order to succeed. And then last but not least, make sure that, you know, if you've got a crazy ant in the attic and the analogy here would be something really genuinely problematic, you want to flag that for folks as soon as possible. The last right. thing you want to do is embarrass the new leadership when they come in. But
0: it, uh, and, and before we uh, started, we, we were talking a little bit about uh, uh, the election itself. And in my sense, uh, and I'm writing a post about this that I'll try and get up today. Um but it, the the thing that was really the driver is change. And that may be a real opportunity to go back. It, you have these briefing books. There may be a real opportunity to put a section in there and say, hey, if we had the world, here's how we would change this system, this program to make it be even more effective. Or it feels to me that what people were saying, there were a bunch of messages, but certainly one of them was, we're tired of doing the same thing over and over again. Change, change, change kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it seems as in the, you know, quick post-election analysis that change is a key theme. And, you know, as, as you and I have recently talked, you know, that that's certainly a theme within government as well. I think there are a lot of Career employees, career leaders who would like to do things differently, and I, there, there there may very well be an opportunity. And we we, we you know earlier this year um, on, on January 20th, actually one year before the the next inauguration, we established something called the Center for Presidential Transition. And as part of that, what we've tried to do is both call previous transition teams information to make sure that the Uh, current campaigns were prepped and ready with all the best thinking of the past. But we're also working hard with them and have been working hard with them to focus on the management issues. Every uh, candidate, every um, president is really focused on policy. I think that's primarily how they communicate to the electorate and convince them uh, to vote for them. But um, there's no policy that can occur without good management behind it. And that's been a key theme that we've tried to communicate to both campaigns and that we're optimistic will be part of the, the upcoming transition. And,
0: and I th- always the message in the management stuff is this is how you get things. If management doesn't work, then you can't get all the rest of the stuff that you want. You can't accomplish your overarching goals if the management stuff is broken, right?
1: That's right, and you know, part of what we've been advising, you know, the, the political leaders is to say that you know, it, it really wise to um, identify and and quickly learn from the co- career workforce. There, they they've taken a sworn oath, right, to to help whatever administration comes in and implement their policy. And so, if you get past some some old stereotypes of federal federal workers and and really get to uh, understand what they have to offer and how they can help you navigate that system. You, you lessen the, the 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 severity of that learning curve. And you know, too often times in previous administrations, you know, folks don't figure that out until you know maybe two years into their into their term, and then they realize, oh, you know, my my 24 months are up. I'm 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 going to be headed back to the private sector, the not-for-profit sector, something like that. So. Our hope is that the new incoming political leadership will understand that that relationship with career executives and career employees can actually be an accelerator to uh implementation
0: and so your uh, the overall message is uh, uh look for the opportunities here right this is this is this is inherently a time of change uh, by definition transition is a time of change, but then with the politics of this stuff going on there we're we're upping the level of change, and this may be a real opportunity to to do things uh, better, different to change up things that have been frustrating you for a long time, it seems to me.
1: That's right. And on both sides of the equation, both the incoming political leadership as well as the, the career leaders who will be welcoming and onboarding these uh, new political leaders, um, you know, sort of move past the traditional stereotypes, really understand and sort of keep an open mind uh, as to what can be accomplished. And I think to your point, Chris, there really will be an opportunity for change.
0: Tom Fox from the Partnership for Public Service. Tom, thanks as always for doing this.